The Forum at 8 with Polani Gwala. It is eight minutes after eight. Uh, welcome to the Forum at 8 here on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Well, government yesterday condemned the attacks against foreign nationals in certain areas of Gauteng and the Val. Uh, the latest incident uh, has been that of looting and violence that erupted in Dipsluot, north of Johannesburg. Of course, also reports coming through from the Val. But... There seems to be questions about whether or not what happened is xenophobia, which means uh, foreigners were specifically targeted, or was it uh, public violence and criminality that just happens across the board. Residents, police and local leadership in Dipslot are convinced that the violence there over the past few days uh, was, was not xenophobia, but pure criminality. On the other hand, though, you have other people, other experts who are saying that if you look at how it happened, it looks very similar to what happened in 2008 uh, in May, uh, where, where xenophobic attacks uh, claimed the lives of over 60 people. So let's talk a little bit about that. And uh, joining us in uh, the Johannesburg studio, Dada Morero, who is the ANC's regional secretary in Johannesburg. Mr. Morero, good morning. Good morning, good morning. Thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. Also in the Johannesburg studio, I have Mark Bafo, who is the chairperson of the African Diaspora Forum. A very good morning to you, Mr. Bafo. Good morning, Glani. Thank you. On the other line, I have uh, Reverend Gift Muerane of the Ecum, uh, he's the uh, Ecumenical Secretary of the South African Council of Churches. A very good morning to you, Reverend Muerane. Uh, good morning, my brother. Thank you for your time. Lucy Holborn is Research Manager at the South African Institute of Race Relations. Ms. Holborn, good morning. Morning. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, let me start with you, maybe, Ms. Holborn, because you, you, you insist that uh, if you look at what is happening there, it is xenophobia. Why? Well, I think we have to be careful in saying it's one or the other. There's a possibility that there's both aspects to this incident, that there is criminality um, brought about because of the economic and social circumstances in these sorts of communities. But what seems to be noticeable is that it's certain um, national groups against others, and we're not just talking about South Africans here. Um, Apparently, some of those who were looting shops weren't South African. They were other nationalities. But what is clear is that Somalian shop owners were targeted Um, What we don't know is whether that's because they were Somalian or because the majority of shop owners in the community are Somalian and that shops in general were being targeted. Um, I think what we would say, however, is that in many communities across South Africa, particularly poor urban communities where there are lots of social and economic challenges, there seem to be quite um, strong divisions and tensions that sometimes arise between different national groups. And I think that's a a, a phenomenon that one can see around the world, in fact, during these tough economic times, that people tend to start thinking in terms of who's in my sort of group that I trust, who's sort of one of us and who's them, who's who's the people who are potential competition or who are people who are different to me, who should I blame for the problems that I face at the moment. Mm. And that often falls along ethnic or national or racial lines in many countries, and I think that's part of what's going on here. But the, the general crimi- criminal elements of what's going on are also clear. That's sure. something that's happened in other communities related to, for instance, service delivery issues or, or um, protests around corruption that people end up looting shops as well. So I think there are elements of both sort of things going on here. Sure, but should we be, is it important that we should be sensitive at all to um, the, the issues of uh, nationalities being set up against the other? In other words, should we be sensitive about uh, xenophobia? Should we worry and distinguish whether this is xenophobia or violence? I think so. I think um, it, it's important to be aware of, of the motivations and causes of this sort of violence. In part, so we can deal with it, so we can try and um, get to the root causes and, and understand it, so we can prevent it in the future. 
And I think what we're arguing is that one shouldn't rule out that nationality is playing a role in some of the violence we're seeing in some of the communities around the country. It's not always the case. A good example is we know, for instance, that um, foreign-owned shops are often targeted by thieves simply because they know that they probably don't have bank accounts and therefore they're storing quite a lot of cash on the property because they're foreign immigrants and, and potentially illegal and don't have formal banking. So there are things that underlie this that might have nothing to do with nationality. Mm. But I think it's important we don't rule that out because um, that's probably something that's currently a, a source of tension within our communities and we have to understand it and, um, and not discount it to be able to deal with it if it does exist. All right, Mr. Moreiro, how do you see it? Is it simply uh, 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 an issue of uh, crime that can happen anywhere, uh, or is it also the nationality issues involved? Well, from our view, it's uh, we convinced that it's a criminal activity. Uh, if you look at the situation in Deep Slope, for example, mm -hmm. there was an argument between a Somali national and three Zimbabweans who are having a music band. So as they were promoting their music, uh, the Somali felt that they were disturbing his business and uh, there was an argument between the two and as a result the other one was shot and so on. But then criminals would then see an opportunity in looting as a result of the situation that happened in Deepslot. So the criminals then took it upon themselves to go out and loot the shop. So we are convinced it has nothing to do necessarily with uh, xenophobia, but we see it as a criminal Sure, but, but again, the question is, whose shops were looted? And why That's was it only foreign-owned shops that were looted? Okay, I think it's a good question. I think we also need to go into the townships ourselves to understand this thing. 90% of Spaza shops are now owned by foreign nationals. So necessarily you'd find that very few are owned by South Africans. So to us it's unfortunate that we have had this type of a situation happening. Hence we have, as the ANC structures on the ground, engaged with the police to try and stop this thing. As you can, as you can see now in Steep Slot it's normal, in Orange Farm it's normal. What we think that we need to do as a society and as communities is to have a dialogue and discussions continuously hmm. in our community so that we also understand uh, that foreign nationals who are here are also part of our communities. Sure. You know, you make an important line there, that line about 90% of the shops, Spaza shops being owned by uh, foreigners in the townships, because that line uh, serves a number of purposes. In most instances, that line is used as a grievance. People are complaining. It's a complaint. No, no, no. As far as we are concerned, it's not a complaint. We were in Orange Farm for the last two days. We were in Deep Slot engaging with communities. And clearly our community members, some of them who are local business people, are saying to us they, they do not see any problems with shops being owned by foreign nationals. But what concerns they are raising to us is that they don't want to create a platform in which local business and foreign nationals could work together in, 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 in owning those shops and improving the levels of economic activity in our community. I also need to establish as a fact that in Deep Slot 90% of the sh uh, shops are owned by foreigners. Is that, is that a fact? No, it's a fact. Everywhere now in the townships, including Soweto, 
uh, Ivory Park, Alexander, it, it's a norm now. What has happened is that most of the local business owners would have then rented space to them uh, because they they probably decided that would want, they would no longer want to pursue the business. Then they gave the space to foreign nationals to run the business. But our local business people are then saying there's a need for us to create a platform of engagement between local and foreign nationals so that we can find better ways of ensuring that we 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 build the economy in 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 in, in our community. Mr. Basso, how do you see the situation not only in uh, uh, Dipsluot but also in the Valley, as I mentioned, but also we reported in Port Elizabeth a little earlier on. Tolani, uh, you see, we're having a problem here because uh, when there is a problem, you have to identify what is the problem. And uh, I think if we are asking ourselves, is it xenophobia? Is not? What is it? Mm-hmm. Uh, I just want to go back to only last week and then this week. Last week, we have these similar attacks in Everton, mm-hmm. Orange Farm, Sebokeng, Lakeside, Shoshanguve, Pit Reef in Pumalanga. So, can we say that because in uh, a dispute, it was... Uh, uh, Accidentally, it was uh, between a Somali guy and uh, a Zimbabwean. Now the focus is is not xenophobia. What happened in the other areas? I think we need to establish clearly what happened and what is happening in South Africa. We have to have the courage to identify it and fight, mm. fight it. Mm. And in 1973, I think. The United Nations identified apartheid as crime against humanity. And this gave the power to politicians like Nelson Mandela to fight apartheid. But when you don't identify what is happening, then you're creating a confusion. It is very, very difficult for us to fight xenophobia. Identify what is happening for us. How do you see it? I think in South Africa, I believe there is xenophobia and xenophobic activities around the country. And that's since 2008. Maybe even uh, before that, because uh, uh, there are some elements and uh, some some readings are showing that uh, before 2008, there were some isolated incidents. But... This went around the world in 2008. Mr. Morero, right next to you in the same studio, is saying that this is just criminality that happens not only to people or foreign nationals, but also to, to locals. Mr. Bafo? Hello? I'm, I'm asking you the question that, that, that Mr. Morero, right next to you in the studio, is, is, yeah. his view is that this is criminality that affects everybody across the board, regardless of whether they're uh, foreign nationals or not. Well, uh, in the African Diaspora Forum, we say a migrant, a foreigner, can be a criminal, a South African can be a criminal. But when an incident happens, you have to establish clearly in which circumstances it's happened. Uh, But uh, I think for the past few years, we still don't know in, if in 
South Africa, there is xenophobia or not. And uh, that's why we, we are congratulating people, uh, government officials who, who sometimes come out strongly and condemn mm. the violence. Uh, you'll take the Ilbro cluster, for instance, uh, the nine police station there. Uh, we're working very, very closely to combat crime. Yeah. Together with uh, the, the, the cluster police man, uh, manager, General Parasi. All right. Reverend, and, uh, Reverend, and, uh, sorry, I need to bring in Reverend Morana, uh, who's, who's also been listening in to, to some of the discussions and the argument, arguments so far. Reverend Morana, how do you see it? Uh, first of all, I should condemn what is going on uh, throughout the, the province of Houdin, attacking of uh, foreign nationals. We can't accept that for whatever good reason people can come up with. Absolutely not acceptable. Uh, I'm listening to my colleagues, and I, I want to agree with my colleague from the African National Congress that uh, th this thing, we should not quickly just rush to say it is completely 100% xenophobia. We know in this country we had a lot of political activities, and every, in, in the midst of those activities, people will rush to break into shops, loot, and do other things because of some conditions that people find themselves, and then they use this opportunity to get whatever they can grab, and which is very wrong. And then we always say that is criminality, and people should be arrested when they do this kind of things. But on the other hand, we want to also acknowledge that there are elements, pockets of attitudes among South Africans who still don't uh, appreciate the presence of foreign nationals in their communities, but they don't come out open about these things. They, they hide that, that feeling. But above all, uh, on the issue of uh, uh, deep slot, I think we should be honest enough with mm -hmm. all my colleagues there that the incident between the two brothers, one who opened fire and killing another foreign national, yeah. we should isolate this case and say, here is an incident that happened. And then it opened uh, a, a gate for other things to happen, you know. And people started to loot and doing other things, uh, and so on. And so, so we need to contextualize the discussion, not to generalize and mm -hmm. just say South Africans, in South Africa there is xenophobia. We know, we do. I don't exactly disagree with my uh, colleague, you know, mm -hmm. from the diaspora. I'm saying there are people who suppress these feelings, but they they don't necessarily welcome other people who come in their communities, but they just tolerate them and move along with them. So it's a question of which I want to keep on repeating. Yeah. We need to discuss the issue of integration of foreign nationals in our communities okay. and assist our people on how to live together, because it is something new in our democracy to live alongside with other people whom actually have never actually been together, staying together in peace with them. But you look in areas like Everton. Mm -hmm. Everton actually from, since it, it, it was established in 1906 until in the 80s, 90s, Everton, you had Chinese who lived in, in that community, peaceful with the community. You have a Chinese who are running business in that community. They've been there and they are doing their business because there is a relationship yeah. with the community. And I even said for people who are operating businesses, uh, so it can be Somalians or whoever, mm 
Mm-hmm. Try to integrate other people in whatever activities that you are involved in. Okay. Don't actually import workers or other colleagues to come to work in your tax shop. Try to bring on board South Africans who are in your neighborhood to work closely with you. In that way, you know that you are building relationships. Okay. All right. Uh, but we'll also take calls here. Lines are open. 0891104428. The lines are open. 0891104428. What are your thoughts then? How do we deal with these issues? Whether you call them pure criminality or xenophobia. But how do we deal with them? At the end of the day, there needs to be a solution here. Uh, some SMSs have come through. Uh, Spio and KZN says, This is not a matter of pure criminality. This is xenophobia at its core. We hear residents complaining that these people are here to steal our jobs. Also, somebody says, Criminals run riot in South Africa. In other democratic countries where there are dire happenings, the leader cancels trips to deal with the situation. Um, here in South Africa, our president guaranteed to be away whenever problems need urgent attention. Please, uh, can't we all pull together, ditch politics, and find the best plan of action? That's from W. Also, somebody says, whoever cooked this in 2008 with an aim of embarrassing President Tabombegi with his African Renaissance, now here are the results thereof. Brian Kumar. In Peter Maritzburg. Rams and Midran says looting in Dipslot and Val. Uh, is this the work of a third force or signs of a hyena or failed state? Uh, that came through also in SMS. Lots of SMSs coming through. Let me take a break. I'll look at uh, more of your SMSs and also take your calls on 0891 104 208. Yum, 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 Corruption eats away at your piece of the cake. Yum, 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 One slice at a time. Let's report corruption. SMS the word bribe and your tip off to 45142 or visit corruptionwatch.org.za and use our online reporting tool. SMS costs one rand. This message is brought to you by Corruption Watch. This is so romantic. Just wait till you see the movie. Patrick, I don't want to watch this. It has sexual violence classification. The movie might have scenes involving implied sexual violence and rape scenes which I am not comfortable watching. Ah, it's just a movie. No, Patrick, this is not for us. Okay, I respect your informed decision. Let's make sure we all know what the classification guidelines mean. The FPB classifies movies, certain publications, and games so that you can stay informed at all times. To learn more, visit fpb.org.za or find us on Facebook. The Film and Publication Board. We inform, you choose. You've got a cocktail party to attend and need a babysitter. Do you ask A, your mother, B, your neighbor, or C, your husband's mistress? When the family business is a casino, everything's a gamble. Watch the brand new South African drama series High Rollers every Tuesday night at 8.30, only on SABC3. The Forum at 8 with Polani Gwala. Well, we're talking about the situation in Dipslot and other parts of Gauteng, of course, also reported in other parts of the country, looting, particularly of foreign-owned shops. What do you think is happening there? And remember, my guest on the program this morning, Dada Morero, is the ANC's regional secretary in Johannesburg. I've also got Lucy Holborn, research manager at the South African Institute of Race Relations. Reverend Gift Muerane is uh, the secretary uh, of the South African Council of Churches, as well as Mark Bafo, who's the chairperson of the African Diaspora Forum. Your thoughts then on 0891104208. I'll take some more SMSs, but let me start with some calls. Uh, let me start in Cape Town. Uh, Henry, good morning. Uh, I think this is more uh, damage control program than 
than facing the truth on mm-hmm. the ground. What, why? Yeah, because we saw on TV, both uh, SABC, uh, ETV, and even social media now as we speak, mm-hmm. uh, people saying, no, look, uh, these foreigners must go home. Mm-hmm. We don't want them in our communities. That Those type of statements in itself is xenophobic. So we've got to, to face, look, I employ 16 South African people on a full-time mm-hmm. for the last 16 years. And I still have to deal with issues of attitude. The very same people who will go uh, to ShopRite and, and, and work under uh, a manager with a lot of respect, they will come into your shop, make attitude to you, who have given them a job just because you are a foreigner. So we've got to stand and say, really, this issue has to stop, and we have a problem in this country of xenophobia, and we need to deal with it. Mm. Then bringing this type of, of damage control stuff, the NC coming up and and telling all those things, uh, those stuff, it's not necessary. Mm. People are dying, and we've seen people being burned, and kids being thrown out of the train. This is not important. We have to face ourselves into the face, and into, in, into the mirror, and say, look, we have a problem, we have to solve this problem, and create harmony between communities. That okay. is the Henry, end. Andrew, you feel very strongly about this, and I really appreciate you calling me, but just hold the line. Let me ask Mr. Morero to respond directly to what you're saying, because you, you, you're, throwing, uh, you're posing a challenge to the ANC to come up with a message that deals directly with these issues. Mr. Morero? I think we shouldn't pretend that since 2008, the ANC and government has not been doing work in trying to engage communities around issues of xenophobia. In Johannesburg, for example, since 2008, we have established a migration desk within the city of Johannesburg. It has been engaging with different forms and organizations representing different foreign nationals in the country or in the city of Johannesburg. Secondly, that desk has also been able to assist foreigners to them to be able to access their own papers and permits that allows them to stay in the in the republic. Okay, Andrew, you saying when a leader? When a leader comes on, on, on a public TV, I mean, I mean radio, and and deny facts that we see on the ground, it does no, no, not help. Remember what you're talking about, Henry. You're talking about attitudes in society, which all of us agree that as a society we need to deal with those attitudes and for us to do that it means we must create platforms and tools but that you will can't assist create platform us with, uh, with denying you can't create platform no 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 we, we have we have accepted where no, no. i'm feeling inferior no if, no no if you want to bring a platform you must bring a platform that says okay we are sitting on this platform on equal basis where you respect me first as a human being and someone who brings value to, to this country you can't bring a, a platform that's in at, uh, at the onset, it is clear these are foreigners, therefore we need to bring uh, a platform to appease them and, and stuff like that. It doesn't work. A platform Unless you are saying that the efforts... If we sit on that platform as equal and, and speak openly on issues that are important. Mm. Because all denial right. cannot Let help society all right. at all. I, I suppose the contention Henry is making here, uh, Mr. Morero, is that there is denialism from you that, that what we no, saw no, no, in no. Deep Slot no, no, is, no. is xenophobia. The ANC is not denying 
We are simply saying to you, since 2008, there's no, no, but let's correct that, Mr. Morero. You started off by saying, wait, wait, you started off by saying what happened in Dipslot is not xenophobia. No, no, it is criminality. I'm saying to you, let's isolate it. I'm saying to you, as the ANC, we're not denying that there are pockets. No, but you have denied. We've seen on TV the guys from Cruz. No, no, yes, in Dipslot, we are convinced it's not xenophobia. In Dipslot, no, no, no. In deep slot, it is not xenophobia. What happened so you there? The no, 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 Henry. You don't, you don't debate in that way. You need to be able to say the facts that has been established also by the police is that the Somali person attacked a Zimbabwean person. Now, criminal elements that took advantage of that situation and went on a rampage and looted but shops. And looted shops. That they don't want to see foreigners. Those type of statements. Now, the ANC has then. Is xenophobia. No, no, no. I mean, when, when people say we don't want to see them in this community, what, how do you call it? How do you call it when people come on TV? All right. Henry, uh, I think uh, you made your point. Uh, what I'll do is I'll take the news. And I'm, Mr. Moreira, please just think about it, and I'm going to ask you to respond. I'll take more calls. 0891104208. Henry in Cape Town, thank you. There's Clive in Cape Town as well. Mahad in Cape Town. Abdullah Guruleni, a whole lot of calls coming through. SMS is at 34701. I'll look at them in a minute. But also, I'll get my other guests to, to weigh in. Uh, give me their thoughts on, on uh, what we've already heard. It's just after 8.30. Let's take the news. Babakshini Chetty, good morning. The Forum at 8 with Kolani Gwala. And uh, we are talking about incidents uh, uh, in Johannesburg in particular, in Dipslord, in the Val, and across the country as well, where recently, as you heard from some of my guests, there have been attacks on uh, foreign-owned shops and individuals as well. What are your thoughts then? What should we do in order to deal with this particular situation? Let me read you some SMSs, and I'm going to go back to the lines. Uh, and I'm going to ask Lucy just to make give me a quick comment before I go back to the lines in a minute. Um, let uh, There's somebody here who says, Mzwandil in Johannesburg, who says uh, is the founder of... Uh, uh, this uh, how to comment oh, okay it's not a very clear one there there's somebody who says I'm confused please define xenophobia see Pomogwaza I'm going to ask Lucy to respond to that one uh, that SMS from C. Pomogwaza uh, somebody says here in Petrotif when there was service delivery protest you could hear people looking forward to looting Ethiopian shops fortunately uh, the Ethiopian shop owners removed their stock in time but still their shops were destroyed uh, whenever there is a strike foreigners shops are targeted that's Sylvia in Petrotif on SMS. Uh, Zanel in Johannesburg says, Me as a South African, I have experienced serious attitude problems from fellow South Africans who work for me. It's a serious problem. That is Zanel in Johannesburg. Um, why do our people always want other people uh, to work hard uh, for them, for their success? Farm, mines, spazas, etc. Uh, our people are too lazy. That's Dave. The issue is not unique to South Africa. Xenophobia is rife in Europe, Britain, the US, and the rest of the so-called developed world. That's Nick and KZN. The poor tell the ANC government that they don't want to compete with millions of foreigners, and government tells them that they are not allowed to feel that way. Who is serving who? That's according to Ish. And I was very upset that they chose Africa Day to do this in the Val. These people have rights as well. Please stop this madness. That's Pinky on SMS. Um, Yajin Town says xenophobia is racism and unacceptable. However, it thrives under poor economic conditions of um, scarcity and cutthroat competition. 
caused by the usury. That's Yaj in Cape Town. Also, Kabu in Nelspruit. Pure criminality and the law of natural justice should apply. Uh, Mr. Murane must face the fact Somalis are efficient at trading. That is why they have taken over businesses. They can't sell at lower prices to the uh, benefit of the poor people in the townships. Then jealousy creeps in uh, from some locals. Sources take opportunity as well to loot. That's Joel in Port Elizabeth. Lucy, do you want to comment firstly about what exactly is xenophobia, but secondly, uh, broadly about what you've heard on SMS and some of my callers? Well, in terms of what xenophobia is... Um I think we can define it as discrimination against people on the basis of their nationality, and that may boil over into violence, or, or it might simply just be treating them in a different way simply because they are from a different country. Much like racism is discrimination on the basis of someone's skin color being different. It's very similar um, in, in nature, but it may manifest itself in a number of ways. Um, and then to move to your second question about uh, about commenting in general on some of the dialogue that's been going on, I think it's important for us not to discount xenophobia as part of, of what's going on, but I think we can move beyond that specific debate between particularly one of your callers and, and the regional chairman. I think we need to look at, even if it is or is not xenophobia, why this sort of violent activity is becoming increasingly common in our communities. Um, and, and sometimes it's, it's particularly directed at foreigners, sometimes it's not. Um, but there's issues underlying that that I think we have to get to grips with. It will be very hard for the government to change people's attitudes um, if, if xenophobia exists, which I, I have no doubt it does among some people. Um, and, and that's something that government can't encroach into people's attitudes. It's very difficult for a government to do. What they can do is do things like enforce a law. So, so for instance, after the 2008 attacks, we've seen very few prosecutions in terms of people who are involved in that violence. Whether or not they were motivated by xenophobia, those people ought to be brought to justice. Equally, the government could do much more to promote entrepreneurial activity, employment in our communities, could do more to address housing problems. Many of these communities where this violence is taking place are um, predominantly um, informal housing settlements. So all these sorts of challenges are underlying um, some of the tensions in our communities. And what I think is tending to happen is that people look for scapegoats. And in many cases, that's to, to foreigners as, as causes of some of these social challenges. So I think actually the government needs to move past this debate about is it xenophobia or is it not and actually start uh, dealing with some of the challenges these communities are facing. Oh, very interesting. All right, I'm going to go back then to my other guests in a minute, but let me take some calls. Clive in Cape Town, good morning. Uh, good morning, Hi, Malani. Clive. Um, I'd like to bring a slightly different perspective. I think there has been a tendency to bash the poor old South African, particularly this poor old South African-African, if I can put it that way. And uh, uh, one or two of your uh, SMSs allude to a similar thing, that really I come from Europe, as you can probably appreciate. And when I look at the scale of uh, xenophobia in a place like Greece now with Golden Dawn, yeah. um, South Africans uh, really are infinitely better, and I think they deserve some credit, rather than just bashing them all the time and saying, oh, you naughty xenophobic uh, stereotypes. They, they should be given some credit for the limited scale in the light of the problems of unemployment. I mean, it's a massive problem, and I think to some degree it's only to be expected. That's not to condone in any way criminality. Now, related to that, uh, I find it quite disturbing that um, 
There appeared to be a suggestion from uh, the Minister of Home Affairs recently suggesting that semi-skilled jobs seekers from uh, over, from other countries should be allowed to regularize their position here. I think nothing could be worse from the standpoint of um, good relations with uh, people of all um, ethnic uh, origins mm. than to institute something like that. There, and I know from personal experience that there are lots of people from uh, other countries in Africa that are occupying semi-skilled positions. They may not statistically be an enormous number, but there are sufficient of them to raise a serious question, what is happening? Why is it that South Africans cannot be found? Now, that means you've got to look at things like enforcement of legislation, inspection of uh, companies to find out really what is going on. Mm, mm. I could go on on, yeah. on these lines. I think I've made my points. I think, in, I think so. Uh, Clive, thank you very much. I really, really appreciate your call. Let, let me go to Abdul in Eguruleni. Hello, Abdul. Good morning, and how are you? I'm very well, Abdul. Thanks for your call. Um, I'm, I'm both uh, an ANC leader and a councillor in Eguruleni. Yeah. In my other life, I am a moral regeneration activist. Sure. Now, if we, if We've had this kind of uh, argument that everything that comes and you attack uh, foreign nationals is xenophobic. Mm -hmm. But we have grown in a country where a criminal would go and say, no, we're only stealing in town. We're only stealing from white people. Would we have said that these people are racist? And I think that I agree with a colleague there from the ANC. It's very indifferent. It was just a matter of criminality. And I think we must deal with criminality as criminality. Sure. We have these issues when people, whenever people come and say, you know, there's a uh, 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 service delivery protest, they loot shops. We can't say it's, uh, they, are, they, are, they are looting shops because uh, of, uh, of, of xenophobia. But just, uh, just a quick last point. I think that uh, South Africans must be urged to join in and fight uh, this ill as the Moral Regeneration Movement and the Nelson Mandela Foundation will this weekend on Saturday be marching from Regina Mundi on some of these social ills uh, to Morocco police station. Well, Thank you, you very know, much. Uh, Abdul, I wanted to ask yeah. you, because, because again, uh, if, if you uh, taking the position that uh, uh, the original secretary is taking here, somebody, and I was looking for this SMS here, because people are sending SMSs similar to what Henry was saying, that on TV you had people saying, Mabahambe, Mabahambe, um, which implies that some within the township, yes, there may be thugs, but there are others whose motivation is that those who are foreigners must be kicked out of the township. Any criminal who, who does anything, and that's why I was giving an example of people who say, I'm only stealing from the white people, trying to justify your own criminal uh, act. If, if we find such people, I mean, it doesn't mean that anybody who stands there and says something, they represent the community. And that's why uh, we must applaud the police and the ANC for the action they took to go there and to engage with the community. Okay. And the general treatment that comes from that community is that we are not part of this, we're distancing ourselves from this. We are going to live with these people as brothers. Okay, Abdul Negruleni, thank you very much. Uh, Masabata in Pretoria, good morning. Uh, good morning, Polani. Hi, Masabata. Uh, I just think that um, the ANC and the government, they need to be realistic. This is a struggle for resource, for economic resources. First of the matter is that in this country, we have high employment rate. We have our own issues uh, and economic issues to deal with. And on top of that, the ANC has allowed... 
uh, our borders to be porous because every day we hear about reports of people entering the country illegally. So my advice is, instead of denying that there are problems on the ground with regard to migration, migrants and the uh, integration into our communities, we'd rather sit down and develop proper migration policies. Other countries, they have refugee camps. In fact, we need to start making a distinction between political and economic and economic refugees because in terms of economic refugees, I don't think the country has any obligation there. But when it comes to political um, refugees, we do have some obligations, but there are proper procedures that must be followed. Okay. So for as long as we allow our borders to be porous and allow people to enter the country illegally and start running further shops in our communities, we are forever going to deal with this problem. Mm, so right. we need to wake up to the fact that it's a struggle for economic resources. We have our own issues to take care of in the and we need to pay attention to that. Okay. Let's Masabata. 891 Let me take some more calls. 891 uh, Mr. Bakfo, how do you uh, how do you respond to Masabata? Uh, look, Kolani, uh, I think uh, I have to be precise with something here. Um, leadership or a leader is a role model. And uh, the message we want our leaders to send out is like... In the public meetings, any xenophobic behavior or xenophobic attitude should be condemned. Because when it's not condemned, then your constituency uses it. And that, uh, we, uh, your, 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 we, we, we call, uh, uh, Clive. Yeah. Maybe in Europe, where he is from, People use, and uh, he used the example of, uh, of Greece. In Africa, the only thing that we know the better is how to welcome people. And uh, you cannot cite uh, the example of Greece and uh, wanting to legitimize it. In Africa, we know how to live together. And we know that uh, there are challenges in South Africa. South Africa is a leading country in the continent. And we want South Africa to always portray that image that people see and say that, yes, South Africa can lead this continent. And we want to support our sister who is now leading the continent. So your example of Greece doesn't suit this continent. Please. No, it, but does, is it really about grace or is it about also what Masabata is saying? That ultimately, this is about a, a uh, if you will, a fight for resources, scarce resources. I think the, that's when the, the example about grace comes in, that we must look at the broader issues of the provision of housing, as Lucy alluded to earlier on, also the issues of uh, dealing with what the people are needing, resources in the townships. Yes, yes, Tulani. Uh, that's why we're saying that in the Africa Diaspora Forum, we're saying we should be more proactive because the, we're dealing with uh, this incident mm. uh, reactively. It's when something is happening that we only see our de- leaders running down the background. Right. Uh, I'm, I'm going to ask you to respond to the issue of uh, policy as, as alluded to by Masabata, but let me take some calls. Uh, let, let me take some calls before I come to you. There's General in Dipsluot. I really would like to hear from General in Dipsluot. Hello, General. Hi, Kolani. How are you? I'm very well. Thanks indeed for calling. Okay, Kolani, there's, there's one issue that I want to clarify. Mm-hmm. 
the issue that uh, I mean, I hear comments about uh, this uh, deep slot incident as an uh, incident of xenophobia. Yeah. And there are a number of learned experts and, and learned people who are raising this thing, analysts. Uh, as a person on the ground who has been involved in this uh, incident since the inception, uh, I can, without fear or favor or any contradiction, say this is a pure act of criminality. And, and, and it must be treated as such and it must be condemned as such. It has nothing to do with xenophobia. We know the incidents that took place in 2008 in our communities. And probably Deepsloot was one of those communities that did not have people of foreign nationals moving out of Deepsloot when we had a Nordvig two kilometers away from Deepsloot camps. There were no people from Deepsloot who went to the camps. And it is through the efforts of working together with different constituencies in our community, we're able to find those solutions. And even in this case, we have an experience of dealing with this kind of issue. We have drawn lessons, we have drawn experiences out of the incidents of 2008. And we're working tirelessly in this community to ensure that there's cohesion in this community. Yeah. And I want to declare that this is not a xenophobia, this is an act of pure criminalism. Okay. And as such, it must be condemned as such. Sure, General, and I hear you, I uh, take your point, but here's the issue. The end result of what happened in Deepslot is that foreign nationals have had to leave the town, uh, have had to leave the township. Why only them? No, 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 Colin. That is not the fact. That is not the fact. In fact, the media must help us. It must not perpetuate these issues. Mm-hmm. There are still people of foreign nationals that are still here. In no, our no, I know that. I know that. They must sitting here. No, no, that's all true. All they did was to take their, all they did was to voluntarily take their stock and their goods out of the shops so that this thing is managed properly, um, uh, to learn. So they are still here. But why, why, why is it that it's only foreign nationals that had to take the stock out of their it shops? It is precisely because the criminal elements, they wait for the darkness to arrive so that they can go and loot. Hence we said uh, in Deepstoot, the leadership of the area, together with other stakeholders led by the SAPS, there was a job meeting yesterday. The presence of the provincial commissioner there, Mzwandile General, was there. He, she, he addressed the, 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 the stakeholders through the job. And he even said, we are prepared to come and bring police if there's a need to deploy uh, more police. Mm-hmm. And at that time, we were convinced that uh, the police that are here are doing a good job. And there's no need for all these calls of military and, uh, and all these things and these calls that are exaggerating the situation. The situation is under management. The situation is being managed properly on the ground and we're here doing the interventions of the police. Final question for you, General. Um, the issue is, uh, and as suggested by Lucy, is that we must move away from, you know, trying to define this as either criminal or xenophobia, but actually define it as, as a problem in the township. And no, how do no, we solve it? No, you it? can't move away from a criminal is a criminal, whether it's South African or, no, but you're not, or, you're or not a foreign national. What? You, you're not okay. hearing me. What I'm saying is... What, what is the question? The question is, is, move away from uh, de- de- defining it as either or, uh, but just look at it as a problem and find a solution for a problem. I agree. We need to find a solution. That is why the joke has been established, because in the short term, we want to ensure that there's stability in the area, but in the long term, we want to find a lasting solution. And there are a number of activities and initiatives that are going to be rolled out. In actual fact, there's a lot of work that was done. There are dialogues uh, with the people of foreign nationals here. There are a number of structures of people of foreign nationals who are here. And it's not like there's nothing that is being ha- happening here. And and I think the Secretary of the ANC spoke about the migrant desk in the city of Johannesburg. And they've been having dialogues. I mean, we're celebrating the Africa Month now, 50th anniversary of the African Union. There's a Ubuntu Cup that was played in the city of Johannesburg. Yeah, um, okay. there are a lot right. of activities General, that I hear, there. So I hear, no, I hear you. And, yeah. 
Okay, all right, General. Um, but again, I think some people will pick up some contradictions. If this is not targeted at foreign nationals, then why are there dialogues specifically with foreign nationals? Uh, so, so I mean, I suppose there would be some contradictions coming out of that. But let's hear from Mike in Midrand. Hello, Mike. Hi, 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 Kolani. Yeah, hi, go Thanks ahead. Thanks for, for taking my call. You're most welcome. Yeah, I, I do not necessarily have a solution, eh? but mm-hmm. um, I'm just thinking back when we were growing up, uh, there was a lot of Malawians that lived in the township, and it was a harmonious relationship, you know. And I think it had to do with the attitude, you know. The guys felt part of community, and they were never, like, uh, disrespecting or looking down upon uh, the, 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 the South Africans. If I take the caller who was uh, attacking the ANC guy, there, there's a caller from Cape uh, Henry, Town. Henry. Yeah, I mean, there was disdain in his voice, you know. It was like, what can you tell me? You must, you are, you, you either do it this way or you shut up, you know. Why mm. don't you control But that's subject to interpretation, because mm. someone may say there was anger in his voice. Yeah, so, so, so I take that and I, 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 I and I look at things like, uh, uh, areas like Clip Town, for instance, where our sisters, mothers have worked for a long time, how they were treated there, you know. So these things, all, all I'm saying is that maybe if there was some attitude a change or a, a, um, a respect that is shown to South Africans, and then I think I think it could go a long way in uh, uh, accepting these people automatically. Okay. All right, that's Mike in Midrand. Mahad in Somal in Cape Town, a Somalian. Good morning, Mahad. Yes, good morning, Yeah, hi. I here. Oh, terrible I'm line, then, Mahad. Can you hear me now? Uh, yeah, yeah, make it very quick because the line is terrible. Yeah, sorry. Can you hear me better? Go ahead, please. Yeah, I, I need to come like into two points. One is an advice. The second is one point that I want to make. Number one, uh, we would like to see this thing inside out. No matter what we or Mali okay. and I think it's going to be pointless to to continue with the call because really the t- the line is terrible. Uh, you, you you people won't be able to hear you anyway uh, if you continue with the line. I'm sorry, I really have got to drop this line here, Mahad, in Cape Town. Let me read you some SMSs before I get my guests to wrap up. Uh, there's Gillian who says xenophobia is an ag- is active in our local police who search property and beat up Malawians for no reason. That's Gillian. See uh, Pom Kwanazi. Uh, says uh, Moralo is arrogant. Even a young person can see that this is unusual. There is actually xenophobia. There is Malulego who says poverty and people without hope is the cause of all of this. Um, crime is crime. That men killed people and they're all foreigners. And when South Africans say we can't trust you, uh, uh, leave our community, people call that xenophobia. In Pidritif, again, if someone is Tosa from Tata in the Eastern KP or she is uh, also stealing people's jobs, they ask what she is doing in Pumalanga. And in the Western Cape, ANC spokesperson uh, spews blah, blah, blah. Uh, why did only foreigners have to be evacuated? Uh, let's blame apartheid for not teaching our black brothers to become more enterpri- enterprising and start their own spaza shops and to accept responsibility. Uh, so many SMSs I really have got to get uh, my guests to respond to uh, wrap up here. Mr. Morero, let me start with you. Yeah, certainly I think that we have a responsibility as society to try and deal with issues that relate to relations between foreign nationals and South Africans. It is our challenge to also address economic issues that are faced by our people on the ground to ensure that we have the ability to create jobs and employment for our people. But I am convinced that 
part of what we also need to do is to ensure that the dialogues that have, we have been engaged in in the city of Johannesburg okay. would need to advance on those dialogues okay. and ensure that everybody is, is involved. But we must also accept that there are those in our society who will continue to, to, to say that foreigners should leave. Okay. And we must assist these people to eventually understand that all metropolitan cities all over the world have also been built by migrants from other countries. Okay, Mr. Morero, I thank you. Let me, let me ask uh, Mr. Bafo your, your uh, closing comments. Tulani, uh, what I would like to say is that, uh, uh, yes, uh, there is... Uh, uh, a problem here, uh, we clearly identified it uh, as xenophobia, and uh, we need to work together. Government uh, should uh, meet with uh, uh, organizations working for migrants. Uh, also, uh, civil society activists need to meet. We need to do something, as the African Diaspora Forum is doing, working together in the different communities uh, to show both communities, migrants and uh, uh, local communities that yeah. they can do things together and not fighting each other. Okay. If a Somali shop is, uh, I mean, is sold uh, cheaper, then you have to work together with uh, the South African to teach him how to buy in in uh, in bulks and sell cheaper. Okay, I mean, Mr. Bafo, that, I, those I, are the skills that one sure. wants. Let, let me look quickly here from uh, Ms. Holborn, your closing remarks for me. I think, I think what comes out of this is whether or not one defines it as criminality or xenophobia. The ANC quite clearly defined even the 2008 incidents as largely criminal activity, yet we haven't seen any outcome of, of um, you know, justice in that case. So here we're dealing with failures of government, actually, to maintain law and order in our community, to uplift our communities, um, to, to ensure there can be economic growth and employment within our communities. Mm. And that's really the problems we're grappling with here, whether underlying it is xenophobia or not. I think we don't have to, we don't have to come to one conclusion there. We All actually right. need to deal with those issues that, that the government can do something about. Okay. Uh, Reverend Murane, your closing remarks? Oops. I want to support my colleagues there who are lobbying for more dialogue, engagement of our communities for integration. Yeah. And as SACC, we are continuing this program and we are lobbying for collaboration with other organizations. Let's work together and let's not rush for quick solutions. Okay. This problem needs to be resolved properly in a sense that we can all live together in peace and harmony. Alright, I've got to thank you all for coming through. Thanks indeed for coming through to the forum at ATR on SAFM, South Africa's News and Information Leader. Thank you very much as well to our team, uh, both here in Durban and in Johannesburg, who assisted us putting it all together.